Is the best art the most popular art? Most likely, no. Join us on this scenic route towards the most underappreciated, well-crafted music being made today here on Under the Radar. I'm Dave Trout. Welcome to episode 363, the third to last of our radio episodes. We're making some intentional changes to our ministry, pruning some things so that other things can grow and blossom. As we near the end of this chapter of our ministry, we're starting to think about how to end well, and one name kept coming to mind. When folks think of gourmet music, he is often the first name that pops up, and maybe one of the most important Christian indie artists of our generation. We're talking about Josh Garrels, and he will be the final interview we do as part of the Under the Radar radio show in a two-part doubleheader of episodes, and we go way more in-depth than almost any other interview you'll hear with Josh, and the rest of the music on both of these episodes will be selections by you, the UTR listeners. We begin with a song just released in September 2016 and a request by Shanae in Collinsville, Oklahoma. Here's Branches with Tomorrow to start today's Under the Radar. the 2016 release White Flag that was Branches with Tomorrow by listener request here on UTR. We discovered, fell in love, and started playing the music of Josh Garrels in the early infancy of UTR, back before it was even cool to love Josh Garrels. And many, many people found Josh's music on this platform. I have written notes from over 200 people that tell us that they discovered Josh through UTR. And that's only the folks who took the time to write us. So it was an easy choice to pick Mr. Garrels as the final interview of our radio show era. I started by asking him about his 2015 release, Home, and did the process of making that album differ from his other records? One, I had a studio in my backyard, which I've never had before. You know, I've had little home spaces, but I had like a dedicated studio. So that's a change with that, you know, um, a rack of new like hardware, like stereo compressors and, you know, knee 
weave summing units and you know so moving into the hardware world you know in the past it's mostly been software I mean those are really just material differences you know in some ways the way that I approached home is has been similar to the way that I've approached a lot of my albums you know I'd, I'd say my larger albums like Love and War, Jacaranda, Over Oceans those are kind of my big four and those ones I've approached them in much the same way where I spend a lot of time crafting the songs layering um slowly self-producing you know home was like that slowly self-producing where with love and war was my first sort of voyage into inviting others into the crafting process you know so i had mason jar and others like step in and play a lot of instruments and uh, help out with those songs I think with Home, I did even more of that. Like, I think Mason Jar took on, you know, upwards of six, seven of the songs. My buddy Dave Wilton from Loud Harp and A Boy in His Kite, he took on two of the songs. So I think a lot more producers had their hands in the songs, even though I was still the one, you know, with the audio files in my studio, mixing and tweaking and curating the songs. So the process was very similar, yet on the same token, just because life moves on, I'm a different person while I was making that album. It feels very different to me at the same time how I approached it, you know. Well, let's cue up a song from The Home Project. This is called At The Table by our guest today, Josh Garrels. I went the ways, wayward ways, in a world of trouble and sin. Walked along a crooked mile, beyond a million rank and fire. God, where I came from, somewhere back when I was young, I was a good man's child. So I lost some nameless things, my innocence flew away from me. She had to hide a face from my desire to embrace forbidden fire. But at night I dream, she's singing over me. Oh, oh, my child, come on home. Home. 
Hey, I'm Sarah Groves, and you're listening to Under the Radar, your home for gourmet music. You look at the thermometer right outside. I can see from a kitchen window what is real, what it's really like. You, when the mirror stretch and wave, when the image is dark and crazy, and it's all I. Reality is a 2015 song by Sarah Groves, an artist requested by several folks, including Kim in Michigan, Connie in Illinois, Elizabeth in Oregon, and Reed in British Columbia, Canada. Well, when I sat down with Josh Garrels recently, I mentioned that he seems like someone who doesn't really desire to have a five-year plan. So I asked him if he likes approaching life with spontaneity. Yeah, if, if you talked about a five-year plan, when I hear five-year plan, it's usually coming from people who have a very delineated step-by-step idea of where they're going and the steps it's going to take to reach a vision. Now, I I would consider myself, I don't know if I want to say visionary, but I I have vision, but I don't know that I'm the type to create the five-year plan to get there. In many ways, my MO is just work hard, you know, and create the next album, just keep working, you know, has sort of been how I've approached music, just uh, do my best to be prolific and pour my heart into the music. And it's worked, but I haven't necessarily yeah, had some. Each sort of success hasn't been okay. Step two is done. On to step three of my master plan. You know, I definitely have not. Yeah, had like multiple steps. I guess when I hear five-year plan, that's what I think. When I got engaged to my wife, my father-in-law, who's a very pragmatic, practical man, asked me what my five-year plan was, and he didn't like my answer because I didn't have one. You know, so maybe I'm still a bit like that. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's go back several years. Here's a song Josh released in 2008, Rabbit and the Bear on UTR.
when the lion come around with his claw and his crown follow follow is every move and this is all a decade ago with our VIP guest Josh Garrels. In fact, we'll go back farther with a listener-requested Radar Rewind in just a minute. Well, at the time this show is releasing, we are in the middle, almost exactly at the halfway point, of a very important Kickstarter campaign for UTR. There are not many nationally recognized leading voices in the world of Christian independent music, and we want to become a leading voice in that field, but we really can't become that leader with an old website, old logos, and an old way of doing things. We need you to take us there. And while it's tempting to sit back and let others do the heavy lifting, I promise you it is more rewarding to become active with your support. Help us reach the goal at kickstarter.com or find the direct link at radarradio.net. Here's Sarah Groves. Under the Radar really fill a space that no one is filling. They are very carefully curating faith-informed music from every quarter of the country. I was super excited when I heard that Under the Radar is launching a Kickstarter campaign. They have dreams and visions, and they need your support. And uh, I really encourage you to join with the Under the Radar community. You can find them at Kickstarter, at Under the Radar, and I hope you'll decide to participate. Hey there, this is Josh Garrels, and it's been great to have Under the Radar standing in the corner of myself and other indie artists for so many years. I know that UTR is passionate about helping to connect artists and listeners. They're a curator of meaningful and well-crafted art, and it's important that this work continues for many years to come. UTR is 100% not-for-profit and listener-supported ministry, so visit supportutr.com to get info on how to get involved. Again, that's supportutr.com.
was a request from Garrett in Arizona, and I love why he requested it. It was the lyrics, I bet you'll never hear this song on the radio, and leave it to UTR to take that challenge on. Uh, From over 20 years ago, that was Cry Baby by the Lost Dogs, today's Radar Rewind. Our VIP guest today is Josh Garrels, and one of his musical trademarks is sprinkling in instrumental tracks, so... I asked him why he chooses to do that. Well, one, I love instrumental music. I listen to a lot of it, classical, ambient, you know. Every morning we have a morning mix that's like quiet Appalachian music with like Yo-Yo Ma. And, you know, I, I love instrumental music, you know. I think it paints a landscape. On my albums, I look at them as segues. I look at them as palate cleansers, you know. Sometimes like a album like Love and War, it's a lot of songs, a lot of my voice. I think it's nice to have like what I consider an auditory palate cleanser, you know? But yeah, those instrumentals can even, when they're these albums that have themes that are developing, I think even the sound can help develop that theme. And I've seen it even like excite the imagination. Maybe you just heard this song that's touched you and then this instrument seamlessly goes in this instrumental that's carrying some of that same mood. An idea is sparked in the song from the words and then it moves into this instrumental and a lot. What I like about instrumental music it is it allows your mind to go down rabbit holes and pathways that maybe have already been opened up by a previous song, you know? And I really like that, man. You know, I think instrumental music to me is powerful and can carry something on its own. Even my songs with words, you know, I'll make like, quote unquote, like license worthy edits, which is just the song without any words in case, you know, HBO wants to put it on a TV show, you know, and I'll be listening to my own work without my voice and hearing nuances and parts that are like, just get buried because the voice, the voice is mixed really hot, you know, really loudly in most songs. I don't know that people are aware of that, but people want to hear the pronunciation and the words and the inflection and the nuance of the voice. When you take it out, even some of the songs that have words of mine and you listen, I'm like, wow, that's really and that's really nice you lose some of that when the voice is in there you know so yeah i I love instrumental work i think it can like bolster an album even sufyan's new one carrie and lowell if you listen to it without the instrumentals on the end of each of those songs it's just a really sort of simplistic folk album where he's playing one or two instruments per song but every song goes into this sort of like soundscape instrumental after almost every single song and i think it like for heavy subject matter, it like creates breathing space between the songs. You're processing it, man. I think that's so important, you know? Yeah, if you're not trying to make a pop album, I think like instrumentals can be so beneficial and like the ebb and flow of like the storytelling and everything, you know? And this is one of his loved instrumental tracks found on Love and War in the Sea in Between called Sailor's Waltz. just discovering the brilliant artistry of Portland singer-songwriter Josh Garrels. We hope this episode inspires you to jump in with both feet. In fact, Josh will be back with us next week for our extended interview with him. And you can also look in our archives. We have featured Josh's music on 59 different episodes of UTR. And he's been the interview guest on three other occasions. All of that content is free at RadarRadio.net. 
When we return, more conversation with Josh Garrels and more listener requests. In fact, a song by fellow Portlandian Allie Rogers is coming up next. that 2015 song, The Importance of Breathing. It was produced by Don Chaffer, by the way, and it was Allie Rogers by request from Michael in North Carolina here on your home for gourmet music under the radar. I'm Dave Trout, and this is the third to last of our radio episodes. Uh, We are thrilled to have our final interview guest be one of the most requested and most played artists of all time on UTR, Josh Garrels. Next up, I asked Josh if any songs off of Home took an unexpected turn. There's a song like The Arrow, which Mason Jar took on. I sent them an audio file of me and a classical guitar playing that song, singing really lightly. Originally, I wrote it like it was a pretty, in some ways, kind of a quiet song. It wasn't meant to be a ripper. You know what I mean? It wasn't meant to be this like 
sort of heavy song but they sent me like a video text while they were working on it and they're like hey man i think we're going classic rock a little bit and they sent me an auto i was like whoa like that's different than i was that's a different direction than i was headed but then the more i heard it i actually like played that up even more added like layers of guitars and had eric early from blitz and trapper put in like guitar solos and brought in my friend liz vice to have like nice like african-american harmonies in the background of the song you know what i mean i just like okay man if this is gonna be soul rock like let's do it you know so that one was an example of like wow i didn't i usually have a lot of vision for my songs but that one took off in this direction but at some point and I was like, all right, we're going to do this, you know? <laughs> Sweet. Let's listen to that song right now. And it was on UTR's list of the best gourmet songs of 2015. Here's Josh Garrels with The Arrow.
a killer track, The Arrow by Josh Garrels. Some folks are wondering, what does the future look like for UTR? And after we release the next two final episodes of our radio show, we will stay active on social media, sharing updates on our rebuilding process over the next three months. And the hope that is in February, we will unveil a new website, new branding, and have more high-quality video content. Plus, we'll begin podcasting again, too. So exciting days are ahead. Make sure to track with us on social media. Twitter.com slash Radar Radio or Facebook.com slash Radar Radio. Our next tune could have been played on last week's cover song episode. The worship anthem Remedy by the David Crowder Band gets a folksy update at the hands of the Welcome Wagon after this. Under the Radar's first ever Kickstarter campaign is happening right now. And we need everyone on board to help us hit the goal. You can help fund a creative relaunch that will help UTR's vision and ministry move forward in a bigger way. The campaign is only for a limited time, and if 100% of the goal is not met, UTR doesn't get a penny. So check out more info and all the reward tiers by searching Under the Radar at kickstarter.com or find the link at radarradio.net. This Under the Radar contest is eight years in the making. You could win every single episode UTR ever produced, all 365 of them. Plus, you'll need something that can hold all those audio files. So, you could also win an Apple 32GB iPad Mini. Yes, it's one of UTR's biggest contests of all time. Win every episode and an iPad Mini. It's free and easy to enter. Just go to RadarRadio.net. Again, that's RadarRadio.net. from sin He is the one 
That's an inventive remake of the song Remedy with the new fingerprints of The Welcome Wagon, who was requested by Jason in Floresville, Texas. Well, I hope you've had the privilege of seeing Josh Garrels play live. I asked him, what is his favorite song to perform from the stage? Yeah, I think my favorite songs live change every show. No joke. It's uncanny. I mean, some just in general come off better and some don't. And you sort of like weed your way through the ones that really translate live. But the ones I choose to play are ones that at some point have translated live, usually. You know, when you're promoting a new album, you try to play as much content off the album as possible, you know, because it's it's the new work, you know. But you slowly realize, like, oh, the, this set off this album translates live. These ones, although I love them, we haven't figured out a good way to perform them. A lot of my songs are like that. People have listened. There's a lot of layering work, you know. Um, but on the other hand, it's uncanny that every night the one that rises to the top is a different song. I'll look forward to one, and I'll just feel internally like it. Not that it flops necessarily, but it just feels a little more neutral. And then one that the night before I was maybe going to cut, even on this tour, like the first night we pulled this old song, Over Oceans, out. And it just really was clunky the first night. And I was like, guys, I think I might want to cut that off the list. But we tried it the next night, and it was really, really special. Like something happened that we all like were present in the song. But I never know which songs I'm going to feel present in the midst of. You know, na- last night in Milwaukee, I was playing at the table and like I was crying during it because somehow the song, I was present in the song and I was like was fully engaged in every word I was singing. And then tonight, that song did not feel that way, <laughs> you know, but another song might rise. So really it is, it's, I feel like it's show by show. I don't know why certain songs rise up on a given night and other ones don't. That's really perplexing, you know, actually. Oh, cool. Love that answer. Man, he mentioned this song. So let's hear the title cut of Josh Garrell's 2006 project, Over Oceans, on UTR.
trip back to the earlier years of Josh Garrels over oceans here on UTR. Well, good news. This is an in-depth extended interview with Josh. So he'll be the guest on next week's show as well. More info on the songs you heard and an exclusive in-studio performance video are available at our site, radarradio.net. If you haven't become a Kickstarter backer yet, we could use your help and time is running out. So search under the radar at kickstarter.com. Hats off to Visible Music College in Lansing, Illinois for lending their studio to us. I'm Dave Trout. Join me and Josh again next week here on Under the Radar. Under the Radar is an independent listener-supported ministry in Oaklawn, Illinois and online at RadarRadio.net.